Blog Talk Radio.
How many of you are hungry for God? Are you hungry for Him?
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Welcome to the Lord's Hours, my my brothers and sisters. Be blessed. Be blessed. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tonight's message is going to be a, a message, a very good message, my brothers and sisters, seeing and believing. Um, please don't take this message wrong. Uh, take it as a blessing. Amen. Uh, the Lord was letting me know this yesterday that uh, some people may probably take it wrong. Uh, so the Lord wants you to take this message as a blessing. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So we're going to start by praying and repenting, my brothers and sisters. And uh, we're going to welcome the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And, Lord, I'm calling out to you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Lord. Cleanse us, cleanse us, cleanse us, Lord. Purify our heart, mind, and soul. Jesus, forgive us our sins, Lord. We repent, Jesus. We repent, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we repent. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us our sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being so merciful. Thank you, Jesus, for not giving up on us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to endure. Help us, Jesus, to follow you, Lord. Help us, Jesus to trust you. Help us to obey your word, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Forgive us, oh, hallelujah, forgive us, Lord. Cleanse us, Lord. Cleanse our mind, our soul. Oh, Lord, our heart. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Holy Spirit, welcome into this place. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, 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 Holy Spirit. Welcome, welcome, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come down with power and fire all over this place. Come down with power and fire. Hallelujah. Take charge of our protection, Holy Spirit. Cover us with your blood, Jesus Christ. Protect the Lord's hour. Protect my brothers and sisters. Cover them all, all of our families, with the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke. Demons from north, south, east, west, up and down, in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. Every demon spirit, in the name of Jesus, I break their powers by the blood of Jesus. I break their powers by the blood of Jesus. I bind them all and I I send them all to hell in Jesus' name. To hell in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. To the pit of hell, lock them up, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We welcome you, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, you're welcome here, Holy Spirit and Jesus. We praise you, we honor, and we give you the victory to you, Lord. Hallelujah. You deserve, Jesus, to be worshipped. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, mighty Jesus. Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. Oh, Lord, you're mighty. You're powerful, Jesus. Hallelujah. Help me out, Jesus, to give your word, Lord, correctly. Help me out, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Put words in my mouth, Lord. Anoint me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank the Lord, my brothers and sisters. He's awesome. He's good. We have an awesome God. We have a merciful God. We have a God, hallelujah, that he cares for you. We have a a wonderful Lord that he loves us, hallelujah, that he gave his life for you and me, hallelujah, so we can make it to heaven. This is why, hallelujah, we spread the gospel. It's all about Jesus, praise the Lord. This is why we come and adore the Lord, because he's worthy to be praised. This is why, hallelujah, we worship and we honor him because we're not worthy, hallelujah, to untie his sandals, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, you're mighty Jesus, you're wonderful, Lord, Counselor, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Yeshua HaMashiach, hallelujah, praise you, Lord, praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for sending Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God is awesome. God is awesome. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go to the word, my brothers and sisters, seeing and believing. We're going to be reading John 2, verse 1. Praise God. Hallelujah. So on the third day, there was a wedding. Ekena, Galilee, John 2, verse 1. This message is for marriages and everybody. This is a story when Jesus was invited to a wedding. We don't know the name of the bride and the groom, my brothers and sisters, but we, know, we do know that they invited Jesus to their wedding. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples, John 2, verse 2. Praise God. The presence of Jesus at that wedding is full of significance for us. Hallelujah. Marriage, praise God, is a wonderful gift of God in which a man and a woman can serve him together as one. It is striking that this wedding is the occasion of the first great miracle of Jesus Christ on the on the very first week of his public ministry. The first miracle of Moses was to turn water into blood, and it was a sign of God's judgment. Hallelujah. But when Jesus turned the water, when Jesus turned the water into wine, it was a sign of God's, God's blessing. It is good, it's a good thing when Jesus is invited into a marriage. In choosing who you will love, ask yourself, can Jesus Christ be at the center of, of this love? And in choosing who you will marry, ask yourself, will Jesus Christ be at the center of this marriage? For those who are married, remember that if you say we must put our marriage first, you run the danger of making your marriage an idol. Be careful. Choose rather to say, let's put Christ first in our marriage. Hallelujah. Let's be sure not only that he's invited, 
but that this marriage is offered to him and that he rules over us as our, as our sovereign Lord. This is where his blessing is to be found. Praise God. I want to make two observations about the marriage to which Jesus is invited. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So here it is, my brothers and sisters. A marriage where Jesus is present can run into trouble. Can it still run into trouble when the wine ran out? John 2, verse 3. Now try to picture this. The wedding was a great occasion, and the marriage can be done well. Everybody was having a marvelous time, but then the wine ran out. John describes what Jesus did for this, for this couple as a sign. John 2, verse 11. And a sign points to something beyond itself. So surely we are to see here something that is familiar to all of us tonight. There will be couples here tonight who started out with a genuine love and warmth of affection. For some time, the wine of your love was flowing freely, but now it seems that it is running out. What once brought you joy and gladness seems no longer to be present. Right now, there are only a few people who know about it. You know, and your spouse knows, even if you have never spoken about it. Some folks who you know, who you know well, may have guessed. But as far as anyone else is aware, all is well in your home and in your marriage. But behind the scenes, there's a problem, and you don't know what to do about it. You find yourself saying, but we're Christians. How can this be? We are invited Christ into this marriage. We have made Christ the Lord of our home. How can the wine be running out for us? Being a Christian does not insulate you. Hallelujah from the realities of life in this world. And this story reminds us that a marriage can be in trouble even when Jesus is present. Praise God. But that's not the end of the story. And here's what you, what you should take from this story. If the wine has been running out for you, a marriage can run out into trouble, but where Jesus is present, there is hope. This surely is the main point of this story. Christ turns water into wine, and this is a sign of who he is and of what he has come into the world to do. He comes into a world where things are not going as we have planned. So here is this wedding, and it is all being organized. 
but it's not going as planned. He's able to bring gladness and blessing. Where the joy that we once knew is running out. Now, obviously, the question is, how did this happen? And how can this great gift of joy restore and of blessing renewed happen for people like us when the wine has run out? I want to offer three answers to that question from the story, ask, trust, look. Hallelujah. Number one, ask Jesus and submit to his purpose. Hallelujah, praise God. Ask Jesus and submit to his purpose. The mother of Jesus was there, John 2, verse 1. The mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine, John 2, verse 3. Jesus said to her, and John 2, verse 4, his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you, John 2, verse 5. We're looking at the marvelous example of Mary, the mother of our Lord, who features prominently in this story. Prayer involves asking help from Jesus. Mary recognizes that there is a problem, and she brings it to Jesus. The mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine, John 2, verse 3. She sees the need, and she brings it to Jesus. This is a marvelous example. What do you do when you see a need in your marriage, in your home, or in your family? You can do more than pray after you have prayed, but you can't do more than pray until you have prayed. If the wine has been running out for you, it will be a good thing to say. We cannot go on pretending all is well when we know that it's not. We must ask for help, and the first person we must ask is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He's the answer of all problems. He's the answer, hallelujah, to fix your marriage. He's the answer, hallelujah, to fix any problems that you're going through with your shoulders, with your family, with your friends. Hallelujah. Because there's nothing, hallelujah, that's more for Jesus to fix, praise God, or big. He is, he is the God, hallelujah, of the impossible. He, he can fix everything, my brothers and sisters. Praise God. Oh, God is awesome. God is awesome. He's big. He's big. We have a wonderful God. Jesus gives a surprising response to Mary's request. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour, my hour has not yet come. John 2, verse 4. Now, Jesus refers to his hour seven times in John's gospel. And on each of these occasions, the hour refers to the time when he will be subject to the will of others. Hallelujah, the hour. Praise God. Praise the Lord. The hour will come when Jesus will be giving into the hands of sinners. Who will it encourage him, condemn him, and crucify him? But that hour cannot yet come. And the fact that Christ says, this to Mary, his own mother, is full of significance. 
Mary is not in opposition of bending Jesus Christ to her will. She may come and she may ask, but Christ is not under an under an obligation to do what she asks, or indeed, is he under any obligation to do what any of us may ask? Christ is the mediator between us and the Father. Mary is not a mediator between us and Christ. She is in exactly the same position as we are. She has the ear of Christ, yes, but so do you. She submits herself to the will of Christ, and so must you, praise God. That leads to the second observation. Prayer involves asking help from Jesus and submitting yourself to his purpose. Mary gives us a wonderful example to follow. First, she asks for help from Jesus, and then she submits, hallelujah, the matter and herself to Jesus. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you, John 2, verse 5. None of us knows how God will use what is happening in our lives to advance his great purpose for us. But you can be sure of this. You can be sure of this. Christ will use every hallelujah circumstance to advance his loving purpose for you. This is true of every illness, every heartache, every loss, and every disappointment. When the wine runs out, hallelujah, Christ will show his glory. But it is not for us to tell him how or when. Prayer involves asking help from Jesus and submitting yourself to his purpose. So here is how you pray. When the wine is running out for you, you tell Christ what is happening, and you'll tell him that you need his help, and then you ask him to advance his great purpose in your life through it. Hallelujah. Husbands, you don't say the wine is running out, so change her. Wives, don't say the wine is running out, so change him. You say, Lord, here's the reality that we are facing. Our great desire is that your glory should be revealed and that your purpose should be fulfilled. We are ready for whatever that will take. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a marvelous thing it will be if couples for whom the wine is running out will do this tonight. Hallelujah. If your spouse is not ready to come to Christ, this with you make a start by calming yourself. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible for the Lord. Everything is possible. Everything is possible. Hallelujah. Your marriage is broken. Give it to the Lord. Pray and fast. Hallelujah. Ask. Ask. Hallelujah. And you will receive it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ask Jesus to help you. Trust in Jesus and obey his commands. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, John 2, verse 7. And he said to them, now draw out and take it to the master of the feast, John 2, verse 8. Here we are looking at the example of the servants who played an important role in this story. 
The obedience of the servant is clear, clearly noted. When Jesus says, fill the water pot, John records, they fill them up to the brim. John 2, verse 7, when Jesus says, take it to the master of the feast, John records, so they took it, John 2, verse 8. Jesus Christ will easily have turned water into wine without any involvement from the servants, but he did not choose to do so. God works with his people. He works as his people prayed. It asked his people to be involved in his service and in obedience to his commands. His blessing came to the wedding guests through the obedience of the servants and not without it. Gifts of grace come from the hand of God, but they are received by his people through, through the prayers and the work of his servants. The New Testament refers to us as God's fellow workers. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9. Here's the principle. God will do what only he can do. As you do what he has called you to do. That is why it is never enough for God's servants to pray. Lord, we want you to bring revival. Lord, we want the gospel to run. What do you do when the wine is running out? You pray. You ask Christ to help you. And you submit yourself to his will. But you don't leave it there. The gift of the new wine is given as the servants are obedient to all that Christ told them to do. Hallelujah. The Bible speaks about the obedience of faith. Romans 1 verse 5. It takes faith. It takes faith, hallelujah, to step out in obedience, especially when you cannot see how what, what Christ is calling you to do relates to what you have asked him for help with him in the first place. Think about what these servants are told to do. Fill these large pots with water. The pots are held 20, 30 gallons of water each. John 2 verse 6. So filling them means getting 120, 180 gallons of water from the well. That was no small task that these servants had asked to attend to. Nobody was asking for water. So this hardly seemed like a priority. But that is what Jesus told them to do. Hallelujah. That is what Jesus told them to do. Hallelujah. And then Mary said, do whatever he tells you. So they did it. Hallelujah. Then Christ says, dress them out and take it to the master of the feast. John 2 verse 8. We're not told when the miracle happened. Did the water, hallelujah, become wine in the, in the pot? Or as, or as it was? drawn out if it was the latter 
and drawing an arrow was another extraordinary act of obedience faith on the part of the servants. There will be times when you wonder what good can come from the basic things that Christ is calling you to do. When what you are worried about, for example, it is a relationship. Get yourself, hallelujah, situated in the word of God in prayer. Get yourself into relationship with other Christians. Look for ways to reach outside of yourself to serve others. How is this extraordinary blessings of Jesus going to come into the lives of people tonight? Learn from this story. Ask Jesus and submit to his purpose. Trust in Jesus and obey his commands. Christ will work through your prayers, hallelujah, and through your obedience to bring joy and blessing into your own life and into the lives of others. Hallelujah. Look to Jesus and discern his work. The first of his sign Jesus did at Cana in Galilee. And manifested his glory, John 2, verse 11. Christ manifested his glory. The question is to whom? Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. The glory of Jesus was revealed, but there were many people who did not see it. Who saw Jesus' glory? Hallelujah. Mary, who asked of Jesus, did. The servants who obeyed Jesus did. The disciples who followed Jesus did. But the emphasis in this story is not so much on the people who knew what Christ had done, but on the people who were completely unaware of the blessing that they had just received. The the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it came from. John 2, verse 9, as far as we can tell, the bride and the bridegroom did not know either. Hallelujah. The master of the feast does not know that the good wine is a gift from Christ, so he gives credit in the wrong place. He goes over the bridegroom and says to him, everyone serves the good wine first, but you have kept the good wine until now, John 2, verse 10. I wonder how the bridegroom, hallelujah, responded to that. Did he take that credit? Well, it was all in the plan, you know, or maybe he just passed the compliment off. Most of the guests went home that day completely unaware of the glory that had been manifested back at work on Monday. How was the wedding? Oh, it went off really, really well. The bride looked marvelous, and they had some really good wine, especially toward the end. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's a wedding filled with guests who enjoy the best wine directly from the hand of Christ. 
but they don't know where the gift had come from. Christ remains in the background. Throughout this story, the guests are observed in the joy of the wedding. All they see is a servant, hard at work, serving this marvelous wine. Praise God. They enjoy the gift without knowing the giver. Praise the Lord. It is possible to enjoy good gifts from God and not yet to have this term where they come from. There's something here for everyone who has been greatly blessed. The wine is flowing for you. Your troubles are few and your joys are many. The real problem is that you are giving credit in the wrong place and you do not glorify him as you will if you knew where these blessings come from. Where did this gift come from? You may say, I work hard for what I have and what I enjoy. The servants work hard, but if it had not been for Jesus, all they all they will have had to show for it will have been six stones, a pot filled with 180 gallons of water. If it had not been for the blessing of Christ, your work will be the same. Unless the Lord build a house, it is builders' labor in vain. You may say, yes, but I have made good decisions. I, I have taken charge of my life, unlike many others. Hallelujah. The master of the feast was in charge of the wedding. But it had not been for Jesus, the whole thing will have been a complete disaster. He will have been remembered by, hallelujah. He will have been remembered, praise God, by the whole town as the man who was master of the wedding feast when the wine ran out. And that is not good for future business. Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith will fail not. What disasters will have fallen on you if you had not been kept from them by his loving hand? Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. James 1 verse 17. Every good gift comes from above. Everything that brings you pleasure and joy, the gift of music, the gift of art, the gift of work, the gift of sports, the gift of love, the gift of health, the gift of food and shelter, and the gift of peace and the gift of joy. All the good gifts around us are sent from heaven above. So thank the Lord. Yes, thank the Lord for all his love. Hallelujah. How perverse must must a human really be that we are, hallelujah, habitually so quick to blame God for all that is evil and so slow to to thank him for all that is good. Here's how you want to live, Christians. Blame the first Adam for evil. That is where suffering, violence, greed, and death came from. It was his disobedience that brought these things in. 
And because his nature is in us, we suffer from all of these things to some degree too. I remember when I was one time, you know, I, I was talking to the Lord. And I was actually mentioning this to him, and I said, Lord, hallelujah, why so much violence on earth? Why so much greed and death coming from? And I remember when the Lord was letting me know this. Blame Adam. Praise God. This is why we've got to be careful. Hallelujah. Credit the last Sodom. This is what Jesus is sometimes called with good. Peace, love, joy, and freedom all come from his hand. It is his obedience that brings all this in. And if Christ is in us, all of these things will be ours as well. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah, my brothers and sisters. If Christ is in us, if Christ is in us, all of these things will be ours as well. Let you start obeying God. We have to obey Jesus. The glory of Jesus has been revealed, and people who have seen it believe. And his disciples believe in him, John 2, verse 11. May all of us see something of the glory of Jesus tonight and sing his glory. We will all, hallelujah, the more ask Jesus for help and submit to his purpose for our lives. We will trust in Jesus and obey his commands. We will look to Jesus and discern his work. And as you do, may you be blessed to know he's turning water into wine at immeasurable cost to himself and at that measurable blessing to us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's nothing impossible for Jesus, my brothers and sisters. If you, hallelujah, are going to troubles in your marriage, you have a problem with your marriage, give it to the Lord. He'll fix it. Hallelujah. Just don't lose your faith. Have faith in Jesus. Focus and put your eyes on Jesus. Nothing is impossible for God. Everything is possible. Hallelujah. What is impossible for you, it is possible for God Almighty. Oh, hallelujah. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah. Whoever's going through troubles in their marriages, Lord, fix their marriage. Help them out, Jesus. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you, Lord, that you will give them the love that they first, when they first met, had, Lord Jesus. Pour again, Lord Jesus, the love that they, Lord, that they had before, because the wine have run out, Jesus. And give me more of you, Jesus. Give me more of you, Lord. Do that miracle, Jesus, in their marriage. Do that miracle in their marriage, Lord. Lift them up, Jesus. I pray for those couples to be lifted up to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will bless them. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you protect them, Lord. And in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus and Satan. May the Lord rebuke you. May the Lord rebuke you, all of you demons. May the Lord Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, rebuke you. From all the marriages, in the name of Jesus, bless, hallelujah, those couples, protect those couples, Lord Jesus. I give them to you, Lord, hallelujah. I pray for them, Lord Jesus. Lift them up, Lord, hallelujah. To Father God, restore, restore those marriages. Restore those marriages, Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, rebuke the enemy, Lord, from the, from their marriage. Lord, rebuke, hallelujah, them. 
Hallelujah. Destroy your plan, Lord Jesus. Destroy the enemy plan. Destroy the enemy plan, Lord. Oh, Lord, hallelujah, because, Lord, you gave, hallelujah, you sent a man and a woman, Lord Jesus, but to love, Lord, to be in love and to respect each other, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, put that love back again, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. Oh, give that first love again, Lord Jesus. Oh, give give yourself, give yourself to God. Go into prayer, hallelujah. There's nothing impossible for God. Receive that blessing in Jesus' name. Receive that store, restore in your marriage in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, back again. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, the Lord might probably be talking to someone, some couples. Praise God. God is wonderful. We have a wonderful God. He's a good God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for being Lord, the last Adam, because you obey the Father, Lord. You did obey the Father. And that's why, Lord Jesus, you were blessed. Oh, Lord, you were blessed on earth. Hallelujah. Oh, how much you were blessed, Jesus. Oh, Lord, when we obey and trust you, Lord, we also receive the blessing. When we are with you, Jesus, when you are with us, you and us, hallelujah, and we and you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, you pour the blessings, and we, we submit yourself to you, Jesus Christ. And when we obey you and your commands, Lord, and trust you, Lord. Oh, Lord, 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 what man, Lord, is missing? What are we missing, Jesus? Help us, Lord. Help us to endure, Lord Jesus. Help us, you tell Jesus, wherever you are, hallelujah. Tell the Lord, God Almighty, because nothing is impossible for God. That little problem is nothing for God. You start trusting, trusting God, hallelujah. Give that problem to Jesus. Give your illnesses to Jesus. He will take them away. He will take them away, hallelujah. He will send, hallelujah, those diseases to hell. Oh, praise you, praise you, Lord God Almighty. He will send those demons to hell, those demons that are, being, that are, trying, that are trying to damage your marriage. Hallelujah, hell. Hallelujah, he'll take them down to hell. Yes, Jesus, hallelujah, to help you. And let the Lord know, Lord Jesus, help me. And may the Lord rebuke you, demons, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God meant it for good. Everything that he gave us was good. Everything. Think about it when Adam and Eve was in that paradise. They had it all, but sometimes, you know, my brothers and sisters, and this happens, this happens to all of us, and may the Lord have mercy. When the Lord gives us everything, all the blessings, Lord, that we need, and then with the last thing that you want to do, my brothers and sisters, is take it for granted, because, hallelujah, when there's so much blessings, when there's so much blessings, do not let the enemy come to to your mind. And it start putting stop there. Evil thoughts, 
or may start making you sin and fall because this happens, my brothers and sisters. Do not let that happen. Do not let that happen. Hallelujah. Don't take God for granted. He's merciful. Hallelujah. He's a giver. He's a protector. He's almighty God, and he protects us. Hallelujah. Oh, and he bless us. He bless us. Hallelujah. Everything from Jesus is a blessing. Everything that he gives and he touches and even his presence, it's all full of glory. Hallelujah. Oh, that's what you get. That's what you get having Christ. That's the merciful. That's the merciful God that we have, the almighty God, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. He is so good forever and forever and eternity and eternity. Hallelujah. Just imagine all those blessings, all that protection that you're getting, all your health that you have. Hallelujah. Thank to the Lord. Thank every day. Thank, thank him and say, Lord, thank you for your marvelous work, for your gift that you give us, Lord, for our health that you, you give us. You're sick. You say, Lord, thank you for healing me. That's confessing and then declaring it. And if you confess it and declare it, and if you believe it, you will receive healing in Jesus' name. But you have to have trust in the Lord. You can't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. You keep walking towards Jesus. Hallelujah. Follow him. Knock, knock, knock the door. Hallelujah. And Jesus will open that door. Hallelujah. And he, hallelujah, will dine with you. Praise God. Oh, he will have a feast with you. Praise the Lord. He will invite you in. Oh, ask, 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 and you will receive. The Lord will not give you a rock. The Lord will not give you a serpent. The Lord will not give you anything like that. He will give you the bread of life because he is the bread of life. And in him there is life. Praise God. There is life in God. He's the fountain of life. He's the water of life. He is everything. He is life. Praise the Lord. Just go to the Lord. Run to the Lord. Trust no man. Trust no man, my brothers and sisters. Man fails. We fails. We all make mistakes. We are imperfect, but God is perfect. Hallelujah. God will never fail you. He will never fail you. He will love you. He will love you. He will protect you. He will take care of you. He will give you that wisdom that you need, that wisdom and that problem that you need. He will give it to you. Just ask. And as well, so you will receive it as to the Lord. Praise God. Give your marriage. Give your children. Put God first. Put God first always in your life. Do not worship your marriage. Do not worship your children. Do not worship anything else in this world. Do not worship your friends because they're not worth it. Nobody is worth it. Hallelujah. But Jesus He's the only one who's worth it because he gave his life for you. He gave his life for you and me. 
and we are not worthy. Hallelujah. We're not worthy. We're not worthy to untie his sandals. Oh, praise God for his mercy. But he looked for us, and he gave himself for us, and he protects us, and he loves you, and he takes care of you. Every day, hallelujah, he's looking forward. He's looking forward to meet with you, to talk to you, hallelujah. Praise God. It's time to spend time with the Lord. It's time to pray. It's time to fast. It's time to run to the Lord because you don't know when the hour, you don't know the date and the hour. Only Father God knows the date and the hour. May God not find you on guard. May God find you, hallelujah, guard. Like the five virgins looking, hallelujah, for the groom, praise God, full of oil, full of oil, ready for Jesus any any time, any day, any month, any second, any minute. For the Lord, hallelujah, love. Hallelujah, burn, hallelujah for Christ. Love him, love him, desire him, love him. Love him like no one else. Love him more than your children. Love him more than your marriage. Love him more, hallelujah, than any couple. Love him more than your boyfriend. Love him more than your girlfriend. Because, hallelujah, he's worth it to be loved. He's worth it to be praised. All the honor and the glory to you, Jesus, and all the victory to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Love your your Lord, your God, with all of your heart, mind, and strength. Praise God. Love him. Put God first. Put anything else as worship in your life or as an idol. Because when you do that, things fall apart. And it's nothing but a big mistake. But when you put God first, you leave. When you put God first, oh, he embraces with you. He protects you. He gives you that great blessing that you're looking for. He starts looking out for you. Oh, he desires to be with you. Hallelujah. Start looking for the master, the perfect one. He's the God of miracles. He's the God, hallelujah, that nothing is impossible for him to do with your life, with your matters, with with whatever day you're going through, with your problems, with your marriage, with your children, with anything. He's the God. Hallelujah. Of everything that he can fix everything, praise the Lord. And we have, hallelujah, something more, something more beautiful, hallelujah. I say more beautiful because Father God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit are one. We got someone that is so powerful. And beautiful and humble, and it's the Holy Ghost. Oh, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, I feel the presence of Jesus. I feel the presence of Jesus. Run to the ark. 
will not be left behind. Oh, believe, 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 and repent. Run to Jesus, run. Time is running out, run to Jesus. It will never fail you. The door is still open for you. That door is still open for you to come to his arms. Run to the Lord, to the Savior. Run to the Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Run to the Savior where there's only life and hope. When there's only life and hope and a pure joy for eternity. Because, Jesus, you get it all. You get it all with Christ. Hallelujah. Why loving the world? Why wanting to do the things of the world? Why liking the world when Jesus can give you an abundance, love, and joy? That joy that you're looking for, that joy that you're looking for is Jesus. Hallelujah. That joy that you're looking for, that trust that you're looking for is Jesus. Oh, it's Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, people, they think, oh, the world is so fun. And it's it's very, you know, I feel very happy, they say. I feel joy. Yeah, for a little bit. Wait, when you go home, you will feel empty again. But you will never feel empty with Jesus because he fills you with water, because he's the water of life, hallelujah. And that water never runs out. That water never runs out. That water never runs out because he's the fountain of life. Thank you, Lord. Father God, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Lord, hallelujah. Run to the Lord. Oh, how beautiful, how beautiful and marvelous you are, Lord. How wonderful and good you are and full of mercy, Jesus. Oh, Father God, thank you for giving us this grace. Time, time has run out, but Father God, I have decided to give more time. Hallelujah. For the elect. Praise God. And for all of those, for all of those, hallelujah, the ones to be saved. Oh, friends that are listening, brothers and sisters, the doors of heaven are open for all of those that wants to repent and come to Jesus. Get saved. Get safe and run to the mercy. Get safe and run to the master. Hallelujah, who is Jesus Christ. Without Jesus, we are lost. Without Jesus, we will not make it to heaven. But thank you, Lord. Because Jesus, friends that are listening, 
is the door to heaven. Jesus is the door to eternity. Jesus is the door to your life, for your soul. Oh, thank you, Father God. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing. Oh, let it flow. Hallelujah. Let it rain. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence. Oh, let it rain. Let it rain. Holy Ghost. Let it rain. Hallelujah. How beautiful you are, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us, Lord. For giving us more time, Lord, to repent, to come to you, Jesus, to seek you, Lord. Help us to be ready for the rapture. Help us, Lord. Help us to be ready, Lord. Help us, Holy Spirit. Guide us to our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord protect you, my brothers and sisters. Keep looking up. Because we don't know, hallelujah, when the rapture will happen. But my brothers and sisters, we're seeing signs everywhere. We can feel it. The Messiah is coming back. Oh, our wonderful Messiah is coming back. He's coming back for, for a pure bride, for a ready bride, for a holy bride, bride. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Help us to be ready. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. May God bless you. May God shine his face upon you, my brothers and sisters. May God keep you. May he protect you. May he give you his shalom. Hallelujah. May he give you peace. And joy and endurance. Hold on to Jesus. Do not let him go. Praise God. God is with you always. He will never leave you or abandon you. He will always be with you. Praise God. May God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for listening to the Lord's hour. Hallelujah to the word of God. And may God continue to bless you and bless you always and protect you and your family. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus and Father God and Holy Spirit. To you be the glory and the honor and the victory, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Shalom, my brothers and sisters. Be blessed. Praise God. Love Hope Radio.
They have outdated uh, the the block talk have outdated the west side, and and it's not clear the way they went. It is really not clear. They have removed the option of doing it through Skype, and it is just so different now. Uh, they they supposedly the sound sound better now, but um, the connection it is not clear. The control room is not clear. It is just a mess, hallelujah, and I apologize for that. Thank you, Lord. We'll figure it out. Uh, we'll figure out what they what they have done as we go on. But the control they're using now, is it looks so cheap and so... Uh, it just, it's not the same we used to use. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Amen. I want to start this week uh, a Bible study, and I don't want to rush into it. Because uh, the message in this Bible study, um, it has to do with curses and blessing. And so, uh, uh, biblically, we're going to go into the Word of God. Uh, we are going to see, uh, we're going to learn through the Word or by the Word and through what the Lord also has shown us and revealed to, to my life about curses. I know that in the past I have shared uh, teaching about curses and blessing, and it's been a blessing. The teaching has been a blessing because life has been has been set free by the Lord, Amen. And so I I, I usually share what the Lord uh, what the Lord reveals to me. You know, I I I do have other people sending me the dreams, and I do apologize because some people want me to bring the dream. Uh, on the air, but I'm not going to do that tonight. I may do it tomorrow. I have a few dreams uh, sent to me, and I'm going to go ahead and, and read them tomorrow night. It has to do with the rapture. It has to do with judgment. They are they are really powerful words, brothers and sisters. But I feel that from the Lord that the, what I need to share about about the, the curses and blessing is very important too. Because people are under attack right now, and they don't realize how or why. How are they being attacked, or why, and how to uh, 
come against this attack of the enemy and their life and their family and their relationship uh, spiritually in so many ways, financial, uh, mentally, oh man, uh, it's just, just be people being attacked and they don't even know how to come against these attacks and this is in all way how Satan had done this for thousands of years. And, and the word the word teaches us, but a lot of people cannot see it in the word. So we're going to go into the word, and we are going to share this because after this teaching, after these three three days teaching, I call it, uh, some people will know how to come against these attack, and and they'll have victory over it from the Lord. You, we are more than victorious in Jesus Christ. All right, and praise you, Lord. The Lord will always reveal us. There's nothing hidden that will not be brought to light. It's in the Word of God. And so the Lord is going to bring it to light to, to, to help us understand, to teach us, to help us overcome, because we are more than overcomer, brothers and sisters. And also the Word teaches us that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Amen. And so and if we're going to start in Ephesians, and we, we need to understand something here. In Ephesians 6, uh, uh, 12, Ephesians 6, 12 says, For we wrestle not. Against flesh or blood. Okay, we have a comma there. We're going to slow down. We, we, we wrestle not against flesh or blood. Amen. Uh, it, we're not wrestling against human. Okay. Uh, uh, most of the time we're not. We wrestle not. Okay. And even when we sin, and I want to explain this, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against human. Okay, but a lot of times it seems like we do. But it's still not human. They can be be used by Satan, by demons, brothers and sisters. And, and if you don't have the sermon, you won't realize that. You will not understand that. And so that's why God is explaining to us here in his word that our wrestling, are, and, and I, look, I even looked up the word wrestling, wrestle. Okay, and, and the word wrestle is to take in part, take part in a fight. We we see WrestleMania, uh, which is the, the WWF wrestling. You see how they wrestle. Well, that gives you an idea. But those are human against human. The Bible tells us that that's not what's going on in the body of Christ. That's not what's going on to, to humanity. The real wrestle that humanity is having is against demon. Watch this. Watch what Ephesians says. The real, the real, the real wrestle that we're having. Who is against? For we wrestle not against flesh or blood, but against principality. Principality. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, join this together with revelation and dreams and revelation of the Lord, and visions of the Lord. In 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 one occasion, the Lord took me to the heavenly places. It's a planet. Okay, uh, it's a, it's a planet. It's in the air. Principality of the air. Yes, they're on the air. They fly back and forth in the air. I see this principality. I also met the head of this principality, the leaders. Uh, we know that the leaders of darkness is Satan. We also know that, according to the word of God, yes. But they, he has also right hand, left hand. He has demon. He commands. He got principality who he has in charge of thousands and millions and billions who he commands. And so the one that is in charge of the principality is called Balak. Balak, okay, King Balak. He is evil, he is bad. I met him, like twice. 
and it was very important for the Lord to meet um, this principality, this principality alone. As I also see all the other thousands upon thousands of other that are under him, okay? And he, in the heavenly places, he owns a castle, a castle, very large castle. It looks like a large mansion, but divided in, in, with several uh, walkways or hallways. And he is true place, brothers and sisters. Amen. So, uh, this principality, I saw this in the heavenly places when Jesus took me. They were being sent to the earth to attack the church, to attack Christians. I heard when the order was being given to them, they said, go to the earth and attack the bride, attack the Christian, come against them. Shalom there, Brother Miguel. And so, the Lord wanted me to hear, the Lord wanted me to see, so I can come and explain this, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Because there is so much behind. You think there's evil in the government. There's much evil behind them. Okay? So we wrestle now against flesh or blood. Amen? And again, we looked up the word wrestle. Take part in a fight. As, either as a sport or in, or in earnest. Uh... In um, one's opponent trying to throw one or force them to the ground. So in end of wrestling, the purpose is for you to knock down or bring down your enemy or hold, or hold your enemy against the floor. Okay? That's the purpose of the wrestling. Why would the deep principality want to hold you against the floor? Hold you uh, or... They use very different matter to hold someone against the floor, either putting uh, uh, the hand against the neck or the shoulder. Different different way to bring someone down. But in the spiritual realm, they also use different method to bring people down, bring Christians down. Especially if a Christian don't pray, if a Christian don't have a prayer life, a constant prayer life with the person is repenting of their sin. Okay, becoming under the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all unrighteousness, the person can be brought down by demon easy. We're easy. Okay, and it's not that the Lord is not protecting protecting us or watching over us. I don't want you to misunderstand this Bible study that we're going to begin tonight. The Lord is always for us. Okay, He's for us. Amen. And he will fight for us. But if you're not a, 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 if you don't have a prayer life, a constant seeking the Lord, repenting, okay, we, we rest or not against flesh and blood. So understand what is going on in the spiritual realm, which a lot of Christians ignore or have very little knowledge of it. And that's not good. That's not good. Because that's why we have the Bible and we have to study the, the Bible. So we rest or not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And we see that the the the, um, the word principality there with the next with a uh, there are many many just as I saw against powers. Okay, now when the Bible gives us against powers, uh, I seen this from heaven one time. I was a lot of look down to earth, and I seen these powers. Some people can call them forces, but they are powers. The Bible say that moves on the earth. They have no form, they have no face, they are just powers. 
that that travels around the earth doing evil, dark power, brothers and sisters. I seen this, and I was like, wow. But in the last day, these power, their power have increased. Okay, some way, somehow, as humanity continues to sin, as humanity continues to do evil, because the one thing that people say, uh, people say good and evil. Or good and bad, I'm sorry. But it should be good and evil. The Bible tells us that we will know good and evil. Okay? People say that. It's evil. Bad word? No. Evil word. It all comes from the spiritual realm first. Into our physical realm. And it manifests itself through people's mouth. Through people's actions. Through people's behavior. Through people's disobedience. Wicked acts. Homosexuality. The killing of those innocent baby, abortion, all these behaviors that are being manifested, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, all these behaviors that are manifesting in these last days come from the spiritual realm first. And they're being manifest because they are finding open door, open door, sin. Sins are open door, the action, the evil action of human beings. Uh, open door, and so they use that. Praise you, God, because to Adam was given the power to take care of the garden, okay, to protect the garden. Adam has the responsibility to take care of the garden. You have the responsibility before God to take care of your own life, okay, to take care of your own life. Thank you, Lord. And so you need to understand that you are responsible for your action. That's why I tell people, if we are explaining something that the Lord is giving for me to give to you, and you're distracting me with something else, it is not good, because I'm bringing you a word, and it's going to be a blessing. Thank you, Lord. And so I tell you, we are responsible. And God the Father holds us responsible for our action. And when we go ahead voluntarily, go ahead and commit sin, do our evil action, there will be punishment for that. There will be punishment for that. So the more we learn to obey God, to keep His commandment, the best we are with God, brothers and sisters. Because we're seeking obedience. We're seeking to obey Him. We're seeking to keep His commandment. And But if we are breaking them, and we're saying, well, I don't know this. Well, I didn't know this. Everyone having his word in their, in their home, in their house, that they can put on their hand and read. So it's not, a, it's not an excuse. If you say to the judge, I didn't know this law, that, I, that, you're accusing, that I'm being accused of being a breaking, the, the judge will say to you, ignorant is not an excuse. The judge will just say that. And that's why people are surprised in court when they are being told that because everyone has the opportunity to learn. Everyone has the opportunity to learn. And so God's word is free in a lot of places. People can send you a Bible for free. Your ministry are sending Bible for free, brothers and sisters. And so being, God holds humanity responsible. God holds us responsible for our action, brothers and sisters. Amen. So we're going to dig into the Word in three days. 
back and forward, amen, explaining the word carefully without running, amen, because we want to get the message that God has given us clear that will be a great blessing to our life. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. I'm also babysitting, so I may have to play some music and, and, and deal with my son. My wife is not here. Praise you, Lord. So, uh, brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. I'm going to have to take a break now and be back. Amen. Give me your life, lust and the lie. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Help me to finish this Bible study, Lord. Help me to begin it and continue with it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we are in Ephesians 6.12. And again, so for we wrestle not against principality. I want to make sure I'm being heard uh, fine on the air. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. So if you can hear me, just give me a one. Praise you, Lord, before I continue. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, sister. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principality, uh, against powers, against the ruler of the darkness. Those are also rulers of the darkness, brothers and sisters. Uh, the Bible, what God is doing, brothers and sisters, giving us details of what is going on, okay, in the throne of Satan, around the throne of Satan. You hear that Satan is not even, even mentioned there. You can say, well, yeah, Satan, but it's not even, even mentioned the name of Satan there, Satan or Apollyon. It's not even, even Apollyon is a demon, Satan is a demon. And then comes all these that are still doing all the evil against the bride, against the world, not just the world, the, the bride, but everyone else. Uh, people being attacked one way or another. Amen. Against the powers, against the rule of darkness of this world. Now, the ruler of darkness of this world, that has to do with government. Okay, because it's being a specific, it's, it's telling you and I, the rulers, you know, the rulers start from president down. Amen, by president, house speakers, all those secretary of state, rulers, they have to do with them. Their job is specifically have to do with them. Amen. Against the ruler of darkness of this world. Against a spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. High places can be applied spiritual high places and literal, uh, literally high places. Places down here, places of government. Amen. Specifically. Uh, and, and if I go into details, where are they in, in, in the branch of government, a government? You will be stunned. I mean, I shared some things a couple of years ago that had people shaking. It was it was too strong, you know. And I should have asked the Lord before I went and shared those things because it was revelation the Lord was giving me, and I just thought I could just come out with it, not really thinking how strong it was the information. And I haven't, uh, uh, I haven't uh, spoken about this anymore because there's a lot of immaturity in the church, but there's a lack of knowledge. So a lot of lot, lots of lack of knowledge in the, in the, from a lot of people. So I'm being careful. I'm I'm got to check with the Lord how much I can share. You know, I basically I usually stay with the basic on the air. The deeper stuff I share with people that are more mature, 
that were able to handle the information. But there's so much, so much stuff the Lord had revealed to me in regard to the government and what is being run by the devil. That if you knew, you'll be stunned. A lot of people will be like, "What? He's running that. He's doing that." And it is so evil, you won't believe how much it is. But it's all happening, and it's in the Word of God. The rulers of darkness of this world, this world, not the world to come, or the past world, this world. Paul says, this world, the Bible says. So understand what is going on in the spiritual realm, brothers and sisters. It is affecting everything. That's why we need to be under the blood. That's why, brothers and sisters, that's why God is telling us to put on the armor. Okay? That's why. That's why. Because if you don't know what is happening, if you have no if you don't have the understanding of what is going on in the spiritual realm, you're always going to be attacked and you're not going to understand why or how. What am I doing wrong? A lot of people are beating up themselves. Amen. Now, when we talk about putting the armor, a lot of people don't even know how. How do you put on the armor, they say? And I have to, it's, that alone has to be explained because a lot of people don't, uh, they read Ephesians, we go back there, Ephesians, <clears throat> thank you, Lord. 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be stand against the, 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 the wiles of the devil. What armor? Bible tells you what armor. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know. And so we're going to live the armor, by the word, later on, by the last day. Okay? We're going to live the armor because you need to understand first what is going on. A doctor, to handle your problem, you, you're complaining that you have a pain in your stomach to your doctor. Okay, he needs to he needs to take X-ray. He needs to do a lot of things before he can handle what's going on with you. And so, a lot of people are are dealing with things they don't know, they don't understand, and so they don't know what they're doing. They just they think they're doing. Oh, I'm putting on the armor, but they don't know that they are, the armor. God gives you specific armor for a specific attack. They don't know that. They don't know that. And so the enemy go around their lack of knowledge and attack them. And so that's why it has to be explained by the word, step by step, so you can put on the armor, but you need to know how, what armor, what the Bible say about the armor. Let's study it deeper. Let it, let's get a, a clear understanding of what the armor is. Because a lot of people don't know what the armor is. They hear armor. What armor? What, arm, what armor he's referring to? They don't know. So that's why we're going to go into the Word, and we're going to point to the armor. Okay? Point to the armor. Praise to God that you have it every day. And you won't believe how protected you'll be against your evil wiles of the enemy. Or any attack of the enemy, you're protected. Because a lot of people say, well, I put on the armor this morning. How come I got attacked? And they're going through all these attacks. And they don't know how to handle that. And the Bible teaches you how to handle that. 
but then you don't know the armor, or you don't know how to put them on. So we're going to go into all of that. Amen. We'll leave it for the last day. But first, let's understand, brothers and sisters, how they are attacking us. Okay? Because these 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 uh, these demons, go back to the word here. Hallelujah. These rulers of darkness of this world come against against your your credit, your financial situation. Isn't it funny that when you have when you have little money, it's when the government wants more from you. The people that have a lot of money don't have problem with the government. It's the people that have little money that have problem with the government. He says he's in all government branches attacking Christian and people overall through so many different ways that they don't know how to they don't know how to uh, have the armor against those attacks. The Bible teaches us how, but they don't know how. Amen. And so the enemy uses those branches of government, like the RRS, okay, to attack people that way, but because they don't know, they don't know how to protect themselves from that, which the Lord teaches us, and the Lord can protect us from that. The the RS keeps coming against them. You want you want to? I'll give you one simple step. When the RS comes against you, send the Lord against them, and watch what happens. But it's not about the armor today. We will talk about it more in detail, and you're going to see what happens when they come against you, and you send the Lord against them, or you put the arm against them. You see what happens? They'll stop immediately. They'll even apologize to you. Praise the Lord. And then you understand that it's happening in the physical, but because you pray in the spiritual, now they're apologizing to you. Now you understand that it's first in the spiritual that it happens before it becomes in the spiritual. Before they can come against you in the physical, the order comes from the spiritual. But if you don't know that, they'll keep coming against you and you keep seeing it as a physical problem, but you haven't you haven't done anything about it. Thank you, Lord. And we're gonna take all this and you're gonna see. You're gonna have victory over all these things and you're gonna say, like, wow, I didn't even know. I mean when the Lord helped me with this stuff, I was shocked. I had the I had the RS after me for years and I was paying them. I mean I was in payment plan. I was paying everything I owed them. And at one time after I paid them, they still came against me. And I said, what is going on with these people? I'm, I'm, I'm in a payment plan. I'm paying faithfully there. And this still coming against me. But it was the devil sending them against me. And when the Lord let me know, and I went to the Lord about this, and he taught me, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, it stopped. Immediately it stopped. You see, because the devil will come against you. But when you don't know it's the devil, you think it's men, you think you're wrestling against flesh and blood. Huh. Are you understand now? Are you understanding what Ephesians 6 says? You really wrestle not against flesh and blood. I kept blaming men. I kept blaming men. Thank you, Lord. I kept blaming men. And I did not understand until the Lord 
help me understand, because he always had to help us, brothers and sisters. He always has. That it was it was not man. It was the devil himself coming through me, coming against me. And when the Lord helped me understand that, huh, the Lord put a stop to that. Amen. And until you don't, a lot of people don't, they're still arguing with people. They're still fighting with people. They're still calling them and insulting them on the phone, calling them all kinds of things. They're still wrestling with flesh and blood. But you are not. You see, you are not. You are not wrestling against flesh and blood. You think you are because you're talking to people. That's the way I used to think until the Lord opened my eyes. Until the Lord opened my eyes, and that's when I understood. I said, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Praise your God. Let's go to number 22 now. Let's go to number 22. Book of number, chapter 22. Praise the Lord. We have something going on here that is going to help us understand this Bible study. Some things are going to be deeper than deep, but it's going to help you understand even more. And it will be such a blessing. I know it will be because it's been to my own life. Amen. Number 22, one says, The children of Israel went forward and pitched camp in the plain of Moab, on the side of the Jordan and, and by Jericho. And Balak, the, same, the, the son of Sippar. Balak, the son of Sippar. You see that we read sometimes. But we don't, we don't really study. We don't really study. The Bible is telling us here uh, who was Balak and where did he come from. Well, Balak, uh, Balak as, you, as we read, listen careful now. Balak the son of Sipor saw all the Israel had done unto the Amorite. Okay? Now, the son of Sippor. Who was Sippor? Who was this man, if we can call it a man, Sippor? Well, I went to, to study the history of Sippor because Sippor was the, 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 the son, the son of, of Balak. I'm sorry, the father of Balak. Balak was a king. Okay? He was a king of Moab. And so... Uh, Balak was a son of Sippor. Now, I looked up who Sippor was. He, I, this is the information about, about, I found about Sippor. Uh, 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 it tells you that Balak was a former king, a Moab, yes. And then Sippor, in the, in the, in the, in the dictionary, gives, the dictionary gives you three meanings who Sippor was. Uh, Sippor comes from a little bird. We know that men are not, a bird, are not born a bird. We know that. I want you to pay close attention to what God is teaching us because it is incredible. I was shocked, like, oh, wow. The Lord is incredible. Okay, we know that men are not born from bird. We're clear, we're clear about that. Amen. Men are not born from, from, from bird. Uh, another word uh, referring to support, the meaning of his name, swallow. Swallow. Okay, uh, that word can only be can be related to hell. That swallow people. That word swallow is only related to hell. See, bird it's it's, it's it's to the air, bird of the air, something that fly, principality of the air. Okay, 
swallow hell related to hell. Now the other the other meaning of, of the name of Sipor, the father of Dalek, that I also found that I was like, oh wow. That's incredible. It is incredible. It is incredible, incredible the things you learn when you study the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. Uh, death, sir. The other word for support is death, sir. It's what I found out that the name of support means. So this ballot says, was the son of hell, came from hell. Tells you He came from hell. He came from the death, sir. Okay, like a bird. Okay, men are not born are not born from birds. So this ballot, the word of God is telling us he was the son of the devil. He was like the son. He was like someone we know in a White House in Pennsylvania, sixteen hundred. That's where he came from, from the devil. Ballot came from the devil. Okay, but somehow this ballot was in the flesh. At this time, he was in a body, a human body. Okay? Let me keep reading now. Thank you, Lord. A more was so afraid of the people because they were many. A more was distressed because of the children of Israel. A more said unto the other of the million, Now shall this company uh, lick up all that are around about us and us lick it off the grass of the field. In Balak, the son, the son Asipor, I, 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 again, I would say the son of the devil, because that's the understanding I got from the name Asipor. He was the son of the devil, Barack Obama. <laughs> okay, he was the son of the, the, son of the devil, the son of Asipor, who was king of the, of the Moabite at that time, and sent a message there before unto Balin, the son of Beor and Apedor. Now, why is God wants us to know who was who and whose father was whose father? Because Beor and Peor were serving of God. So, Balin came from the son of God, but Balak came from the devil himself. It's what God is saying to us. You need to want to know who you, whose father whose father is your father. And if you say your father is God, you must act as the son of God. You are a blessing or a blesser. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to quote him, saying, Behold, there is come a people out of Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth, and they abide over against me. Now, only a demon will say this, okay? Only a demon will refer to Israel or God or the devil can say this, okay? Because they know, they can see the spiritual realm and they can see the effect Israel has in this earth. The presence of Israel on earth has an effect. Rabbi knows this. Rabbi can talk about it for hours. The presence of Israel, the presence of Jacob has an effect on the earth. This is why the Middle East is shaking by the presence of the Jewish people. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. 
the Middle East is being shaken right now by the presence of Israel. Because Israel, hallelujah, Jacob is the son of God. It's the son of God. Jacob is the son of God. He calls him my son. He said to the prophet Isaiah, Jacob. Okay, and the Son of God has power, has presence of God in the life. And so the earth, that's why he called Jesus, called Jerusalem, my city. Because his presence is there and is causing an upright in the Middle East. The presence of Israel, brothers and sisters. It's causing an upright. And you're, I'm going to show you this. As we go along, as we read number 23 and number 24, you're going to see prophetic. You're going to see the future and the past. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Verse 6. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me these people, for they are too mighty for me. Look at the complaint of the devil against Israel. Look, look at the complaint. Look at the complaint. In another word, look at the complaint of Satan against the bride of Christ. Because you need to understand it's happening in the spiritual realm. Look at the complaint of the devil against you. You are too mighty for him. You are too mighty for him. Because you got the Ruach HaKadosh of God. You got the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. You are too mighty for him. Are you listening? Can you receive the word? Thank you, Lord. You are too mighty for him. And that is a problem for the devil. You are a problem to the devil. Praise the Lord. Come now before I pray thee, curse me these people, for they are too mighty for me. Here, here was Satan is saying, you are too mighty for him. So he's looking for a loophole into your life. He's looking for a way to attack you. That's what the devil is trying to do to your life. Because you are too mighty for him. Thank you, Lord. That's why the Bible teaches that greater is he that is in us than him that is in the world. You are too mighty for him. That's what the word is teaching you. You are too mighty for the devil. But in order for the devil to attack you, he has to find a way. Or he has to find someone. Are you listening? He has to find someone. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Perhaps I should prevail. Perhaps, perhaps, or maybe is another word we use for perhaps. I should prevail that we may smite them, that I may drive them out of the land. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Why is the devil coming against the Jewish people today? Hello, someone. That he may drive them out of the land. You see the plan of the devil from the beginning? Do you see the plan of the devil? Read it. It's in the word of God. The word of God teaches you the plan of the devil against your own life, against the Jewish people, against the church. The devil wants to move you from where God told you to stay or where God has sent you to. He wants to move you from where God wants you to be. Because if the devil can move you, if you can move, if you move from where God wants you to be because the devil's coming against you, you may get yourself in disobedience. Uh, 
You may get yourself in disobedience, and that's what the devil wants, for you to get yourself in disobedience. Because in disobedience, my brother and my sister, there's no guarantee. Ah, ah. The Bible says the hand of God comes over the disobedience of the man, or the bride of God come over the disobedience. Praise the Lord. So you be careful with your walk. You be very careful. Praise the Lord. For I know that he whom thou blessest is blessed. And he whom thou curses is cursed. That is why the word of God teaches us not to curse, but to bless. Okay? A lot of Christians don't know this. A lot of Christians don't know this. But this is why the Word of God teaches us to bless and not to curse. Okay? Because your word that comes out of your mouth, okay, they are life and death. Can you receive that? Well, they have to look it up and show you. You need to look it up. The word that comes out of your mouth is life and death. And so if you speak ne negative things, negative things, will happen, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Ne negative things will happen if you speak them. That's why you cannot speak. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18.21 Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it to eat the fruit thereof. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and they, they, huh, they that love me, so eat the fruit thereof. Oh, my Lord. It is through love. You got to walk in love. Walk in love. But be careful with what you say. Because life, dead and life are in the power of the tongue. A lot of people don't realize that. You keep speaking negative, oh, man. You keep cursing people. You keep coming against people with your words. You don't understand the harm you're doing to them. You are hurting people with your words. And you're hurting them even more than what you think. You need to be careful what you say. Just because God gives you the opportunity to say something doesn't mean you're going to take the advantage to say whatever you feel like it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Tell the Lord to speak to you, through you. That's what I say to the Lord. Lord, you speak through me. You need to have the Lord speak through you. Because I tell you this, I said to the Lord, hold my tongue, Lord, so I will not sin against you like David used to pray. I'm telling you, we let loose this tongue, and we're going to get ourselves in so much trouble that we, we are, will not be willing to handle it. Brothers and sisters, we need to be careful what we say. We need to be very careful. We need to be very careful, brothers and sisters, because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Thank you, Lord. It is a flaming fire. Amen, says James. Praise you, Lord. There's more to say, there's more to say about it. Amen. But see, I don't want to focus on one part of the message, because if I do, I can spend hours into that. And then, praise you, Lord, but there's more to say about it. Yes, there is. Praise you, God. Verse 7. And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the reward of divination in their hand. Hmm. And they came unto Balaam and spoke unto him the word of Balak. Now, what did they come with in their hand? 
the reward of divination. You know that when this divination, that uh, I, I had the word uh, divination devil, they came with the word of the devil. The word of the the word of the devil they came with in their hand. A lot of people don't know that when they go to those people uh, uh, that they're seeking to, to reveal them these 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 um, divination. Uh, here's here's the meaning of divination: the practice of seeking knowledge of the future of the unknown by supernatural means. It tells you by demons. The meaning of divination is seeking knowledge from demons. <laughs> Even the word confirmed that he was a demon. They came with the knowledge of divination in their hand. They came from the knowledge of demon in their hand. Okay? And that's how they're going to come against you, the bride of Christ. You be careful. When people go to psychic and they receive a word about you, <laughs> you rebuke that in Jesus' name. Don't receive the word. Don't hear the word. An email. Don't read their email. A voicemail. Don't hear the voicemail. Reject that in Jesus' name. It's like garbage from the pit of hell. And it's going to do harm to your life if you receive that. Don't receive that garbage. You're not a garbage dumb. Don't receive that. Don't receive it. Verse 8. And he said unto them, Look here this nine. And I will bring you a, you, you work back as the Lord shall speak unto me. And the princes of Moab stay revealing. Listen, listen careful. When you know someone is not of God, and God already warned you, you, you don't need to, to share with that person anything. You don't need to spend time with that person at all. You can't just reject being with that person, I mean, I have someone come over to my life, and the person started giving me these messages, and I went to the Lord. This happened to me last month. I went to the Lord about it, and the Lord Jesus said to me, I did not send that person to your life, and I did, I did not speak to her, neither. Huh. When he said that to me, brothers and sisters, I acted right away. I immediately they want to hear what she had to say and anything else. You don't have to. Once the Lord speaks to you that he did not send a message to you or that person to you, you don't have to hear it. You can rebuke it in Jesus' name, and that's it. That's it. I am telling you, the Lord spoke to me, the Father spoke to me, okay, and I immediately knew. It was not of God when the Lord says, I did not send a person to you. That's not the devil. I said, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's why not everyone that say, I have a word for you, is of God. You need to check with the Lord. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Check with the Holy Spirit. Check with the Lord, I am telling you. This is why we need to walk in relationship, brothers and sisters. This is why. Because if you don't walk in relationship, you're not going to know when it's the Lord or the devil talking to you. You need to have the sermon. The sermon, you need to grow in your discernment. A lot of people don't even know that. And it's in the Word of God, too. I have shared this before. Okay? Paul, Paul says to the churches how, how they instantly have grown. 
how they see they have grown. A lot of people don't know they need to grow. You need to grow in your gifts. God gives you a gift. You need to grow in it. It's in the Word of God. It's in the Word of God. I have shared this before, brothers and sisters. You need to grow in your gifts. Thank you, Lord. You may have the gift of the sermon. You probably you've been praying, fasting for it. But if you haven't, if you have, if you you have had no discernment, you or you believe you have no discernment, go into fasting and prayer and ask the Lord for the gift of the sermon. The Lord may let you know through a dream or a vision. You can ask the Lord. See, this is the good thing about the Lord. You can ask Him for a dream or a vision. He'll give it to you. But learn to wait on the Lord. It's not going to happen tomorrow at 5 o'clock. So don't plan it this way. Because a lot of people say, it has to happen by tomorrow by 5 o'clock. Nonsense. Nonsense. The Lord don't work in your timing. You are, you are in the timing of God when you go to God. You learn to wait on God, on the Lord. The Bible teaches you in Proverbs to wait patiently on the Lord. All over the Bible, Psalms, to wait patiently on the Lord. David said he waited patiently on the Lord. We need to learn to patiently wait on the Lord, brothers and sisters. So don't time God. Don't time God, because a lot of people do that, and that's nonsense. That's nonsense. I have someone that's the past few days comes to me this way. And I immediately knew that was nonsense. I tell, I said to her, pray, 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 pray. Thank you, Lord. You know that if you pray, if you pray, and you say, Lord, give Brother Elvie a word for me, and you pray to the Lord, and you, and you patiently wait on the Lord, okay, I tell you, the Lord can give me that word for you. And it's beautiful because I may not know what it is. And when the Lord does speak to me and I give you the word, it's such a blessing because I didn't know. I don't know what you're asking the Lord. But when he does, it happens to us. Here, some people have asked the Lord and, and the Lord had given me the word. I had given it to them. But that's when you patiently wait on the Lord. The Lord does us. I have told people, hey, the Lord is telling me to give you this word. And I have given them the word. But see, you don't come to me. You go to the Lord. You see, people don't do it the other way around. Uh-uh. You go to the Lord. You go to the Lord. The Lord knows. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. So, divination of the devil. Verse 9. And God came unto Valen and said, What men are these with thee? Huh. You see, the God knows everything. God knows everything. Brothers and sisters, God knows everything that is happening. But you see how he comes to Valen and said, What men are these with thee? In other words, why are you with these evil men? It's what God is saying. Why, Valen? My, why are you my servant? I mean, it's like you go into the cycle. Why are you with them? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Why are you talking to the sidekick? Why are you among these people? Or why have you made them your friends? Because some people have do that. Oh, we got to love everyone. Huh? 
There are some people the Lord don't want in your life. And you need to know who. The Lord will tell you that. Thank you, Lord. So the Lord says to him, Why? What men are these with thee? He, he is specifically referring to these men that had asked him before in the, in the chapter before to stay there with him. Okay? Well, in other words, these are evil men. That's what God is saying in his, in his question. He's giving Balin the answer. These are evil men, Balin. Why are you with them? Why? Some people say, some Christians say, no, it's okay for me to be with the, you know, with these people because, you know, they don't contaminate me. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, the only reason why Jesus was among the poor, the prostitute, and then was to share the gospel. But when the time came for him to separate himself from God, he left. He even left a disciple behind. And some people say, that wasn't nice. It, it, he was submitted to the Father. He was being led by the Holy Spirit. So he knew, he knew once, once he, had, he needed to move, he left. He didn't need to explain to number anymore. I got to go, you know, guys, I see you tomorrow, you know, at the same time. Or get up early so we can pray and do some prayer together. No, Jesus left. He just left. He didn't even say goodbye. Some people say, what kind of education is this? I mean, what kind of behavior is this? He didn't even say goodbye. No, he just, he, he went, whoop, went to the multitude. Uh, everyone was caught up in whatever was going on, and Jesus just left them there. Because once he finished doing the word of the Father among them, brothers and sisters, for that day, he left. He left. He was submitted to the Father. Oh, no, but some people some people want to give them an explanation. Well, let me explain to them that, you know, you've got to be understanding. Hallelujah. You get involved with evil people, they're going to contaminate you. Okay? That's what they're going to do. Jesus was among them to do the will of the Father. Okay? Whether the, the Pharisees and scribes criticized them, well, that's what their own evil mind they did. But Jesus was among them to do the will of the Father amongst the prostitutes, to, to, to bring the kingdom of God among them. Once he came and he healed he, and, and saved and, and delivered, once he did all that and people were rejoicing all that, he immediately left them. And we, we read that his disciple was also left behind several occasions. He just left them. He just left them. But they knew, they understood that he, he needed time with the Father and he was going to pray. Hallelujah. Okay, so please understand you are led by the Holy Spirit of God. Don't let people get it, get you into argument about it. People want to argue. Time is to sh tell them time is too short. You don't have time for that. That's what I say. Well, I don't have time for this. Time is too short. The ra the trumpet's gonna sound soon. I don't have time for this. Thank you, Lord. Verse ten. And Balak said unto God, Balak, the son of the poor, the son of the desert, the son of the devil, the king of Moab, has said unto me, saying. You're going to see how angry the Lord gets about Balin, his servant. And he'll get the same way with you. 
if you don't get the message, if you don't understand when he's leading you, or you or you want to be a people pleaser, you, you're going to get the Lord angry at you. I'm going to teach you how of when you're going to get the Lord angry at your life. Because a lot of people get the Lord angry at them, and they don't even know how to deal with that. I'm going to teach you here how you're going to get the Lord angry at you. Very easy. You want to be a people pleaser? Such a nice guy, nicer than God, nicer than the Lord. You are going to get the Lord angry at you. I'm going to teach you. This is, this is very important. That's why I tell you, if I get caught up with other things, the message, man, okay? Because veiling got the Lord angry at him. He got, and you, you don't say, but you're going to say in this story, but the Lord is contradicting himself. Why are he saying to Baal and go? And then he gets angry at Baal because he's go. Because the Lord is letting you know you have to be led by his spirit. You need to listen to him first. Okay? You need to listen to the Lord. If you listen to just man, you're going to get the Lord angry at you. At you. And you're not going to understand how to, how to go about it. But you're going to have to repent. Repent and separate yourself. That's why when the Bible talks about holiness, the first meaning of holiness, look it up in the dictionary. It's separation. Separation. I had a pastor say this to me years ago. Pastor John was in heaven. It's separating yourself from sin. Separating yourself from the things that don't please God is what he means. Be thou holy because I am holy. And you may say, yeah, Lord, you're holy because you're in heaven. You're in the glory. How, how do you want me be down here in this darkness to be holy? What the Lord is saying to you, my son, my daughter, separate yourself from the things that don't please me. That's what God is saying to you. God knows how evil this place is, how dark this place is. But he's asking you to separate yourself from him. And you need to learn and practice this. A lot of people don't know. I mean, I was, I'm speaking with Christians this week that don't know how to separate themselves. They think that they are called to be amongst everyone. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. You need to be separated for the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Verse 11. Behold, there came a people come out of Egypt who cover the face of the earth. Come now, Christian, for me. Perhaps I will be able to overcome them and drive them out. The first thing the devil wants to do when he comes to kill, steal, and destroy you is move you from where God wants you to be. The first thing, you're going to notice that. You may be a, a, a sister listening to me or a brother. You may want your wife, may, your wife may come and say, honey, let's go. Your husband may come and say, honey, let's go. When you know God wants you there, if your husband is not right with God or your wife is not right with God, don't say, oh, no, he just don't like to pray. Huh. Don't make up excuses for your husband or your wife. Be honest. Be honest. Some people like to make up excuses for him. Don't do that. Okay? If your husband don't like to pray, he's not right with God. If your wife don't like to pray, she's not right with God. Don't say, oh, no, she, she, you know, she loves God, but she just don't like to pray. 
Was she making your life a living hell? Huh? Come on, be honest. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Just say she's not right with God. That's why the Bible tells you, you better be cold than lukewarm. Better be hot than lukewarm. He prefers that you be cold than lukewarm, but he wants you to be hot. In another word, that's the heat of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's the oneness of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's the fire of the Holy Spirit in your life. He wants you to have the Holy Spirit burning anything in your life that is not of God. That's what God wants for the Holy Spirit every single day to be burning all impurity, all sin, anything that is not of God of your life daily. He wants you to be in that fire. Huh. That fire talks about testing, trial. God goes to the fire. Your life, man, needs to be in the fire. My life needs to be in the fire. That's what the Lord is saying. I want you in the fire. I want you every day in the fire. Because when you get out of that fire, huh, you're not mine anymore, is what the Lord is saying. You can say you are, but you're not. And the problem is, when we get out of the fire, we, we begin to justify ourselves. We say, oh, I'm not praying like I used to. Excuse me? Come on, be honest. Say, I'm not praying at all. I'm not praying. At I had a brother that said to me, Brother Elvie, you know what happens to me? I began to pray less every day. And to just got up to him, went to work without any prayer. And found myself doing all these sinful things of the world that I knew wasn't pleasing to God. And to God have to really shake me to the core of my being for me to re realize that I was I was lost. I'm not kidding you, Brother Elby. I was lost, is what he says. I was lost. I was not lukewarm. I was lost. That word lukewarm is lost, Brother Elby. I was lost, he says. I knew that if that trumpet sound, I'll stay. I'm honest. I'll stay. That's what God wants sincerity, brothers and sisters. Not making up excuses for it. No. If we're not there, we're not there. Thank you, Lord. God will help us. We we get on our knees, we'll cry out to the Lord, brothers and sisters, and the Lord will help us. The Lord will bring us back to, back to him. In that moment, the, the blood of Jesus cleanses us, bring us into relationship, and then huh, stay there. That's how the Word of God tells us to keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes on him, the altar of our faith. Stay with him. Keep your eyes on him. Because you take your eyes from him, you lost. You lost. You're walking in a way, in the moment, there are many ways connected with that way where you can see that you can get off any time. In the moment you get off, in the moment you get off, okay, you're lost. And that's what happens to a lot of people. Hallelujah. So if your husband, you know, it's away from the Lord, pray earnestly, because the prayer of the righteous avail much. When you repent before the Lord, because we are both are one, say, Lord, please forgive the sin of my husband too. That's why Paul says that through the wife, the man can be cleansed, or through the, or through the man, the wife can be cleansed. That's when you repent, you can ask the Lord to also forgive his sin. Because you're one. You can claim that. That oneness in the Lord, you can claim that. That's in the word of God. The word of God don't lie. And the Lord can cleanse that other person. 
It's amazing how that person sees. Some people struggle a lot, but really struggle. But the Lord is merciful. Into your, uh, I was telling someone yesterday on the phone, uh, pray, telling me about this son she has that is struggling so much. I said, pray and pray for him. Don't stop. Because the Lord would have mercy and always will reach out to him. Hallelujah. Always. The Lord will reach out to him and have mercy on him. One thing Jesus showed me is that he's going to bring people to the valleys which is better than hell, than hell. A lot of people don't understand. Better than hell because of the prey of other people interceding for them. Amen. And you can go and see that person. With the Lord, you can ask the Lord, may I go see? The Lord may say yes or not. Because I saw people from angel and people from heaven coming. Actually, what I saw was redeemed, which were people that came out of heaven to see the people in the valley and preach to them. And I thought, wow, that is so awesome. You can be one of them. Amen. If you have a loved one, a husband, a wife, the Lord can bring them to the valleys. They will have to seek the Lord and find the Lord one way or another, and the Lord will help them. That's what the Lord showed me. And I tell you, it is a blessing. Psalm 23, though I go to the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Amen. It's, a, it's like a shadow of death in those valleys. It's hard. It's difficult, but the Lord can help them find a way. Jesus can do anything. Hallelujah. The other, I will not say the other darkness because the other darkness, hell is in outer darkness. So that's why I will not use the word outer darkness referring to the valleys. Amen. Uh, verse 11 of uh, uh, number 22. Verse 2, I'm sorry. And God said unto Balaam, Thou should not go with them. Thou should not curse the people, for they are blessed. Thank you, Lord. You see, brothers and sisters, why you need the Lord to fire your bottle. Okay, no, no purgatory, no. Okay, why do you need the Lord to fire your bottles? And you need to learn to go to the Lord to fire your bottle. And say, Lord, you said in your word, vengeance is mine. You need to claim that. You need to learn how to claim that. Vengeance is mine. You need to learn to say that in prayer every day. Brothers and sisters. Because here's Israel. They are, are camping, camping, trusting in the Lord. In order to send this evil demon, Balak, is looking to destroy them, to bring them down. Destroy them is the word he used, destroy. Who came to kill and destroy? The devil. He came to steal John 10.10. 10. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. The thief came to kill, steal, and destroy. That thief is Satan from the beginning. He stole Adam and Eve's garden. I mean, he stole their blessing in the garden. That the dominion. So God said unto Balaam, Thou should not go with them, thou should not curse the people, for they are blessed. Now, look what God says first. Don't go with them. You hear some Christian, no, you know, I need to go with them because I need to be an example. God said, Don't go with them. Are you better than God? Do you have more knowledge than God? Can you teach God? Can you? Can you teach God? No, you can't. That's why you need to be led by the Spirit. God said, don't go with them. Don't. Don't go with them. Why did God say don't go with them? Because God knows what's best for you. That's why. God is leading you. God is protecting you. 
God is with you. So God wants to give, one, God wants you to avoid a headache, that problem in your life. That's why God is telling you, don't go with them. Someone comes to get you to go do whatever, and, you, and, and, and the Spirit of God speaks to you and says no, or not you and say no. What do you do? You obey. No, I can't go. But why? I can't explain to you. I can't go. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise to God. You do what God wants you to do. Let him lead you. Let the Holy Spirit of God lead you. Let him lead you. Let him lead you. Don't let any man lead you but the Holy Spirit of God. The Bible even says that we don't need no one to teach us because the anointing will teach us everything. Oh, I thank you, Lord. God is speaking to someone tonight. I can feel the Lord speaking to someone tonight. You got the Holy Spirit in your life. Got him. Let him lead you. Don't sit there and argue with him. Don't sit there and argue with the Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Because he wants to lead you to all true. To all true. He's not going to leave you to pain or headache. He's not going to lead you to lose everything. On the contrary, he will lead you to blessing. Blessing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. God said, don't go with them. Verse 13. And Valen rose in the morning and said unto the princes of Valak, princes of Valak, as exactly what Jesus showed me in the heavenly places, the princes of Valak. I mean, this word is so true. This word is so real. What a blessing the word of God is. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. What a blessing his word is. Thank you, Lord. Get you into your land, for the Lord refused to give me leave to go with you. And don't be afraid the Lord is telling me not to go with you. Okay? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask the Lord to lead you. So Balak at this moment understood he should not go with the Lord. But you're going to be tested. Understand, you're going to be tested. God is going to test you. But you need to understand the testing. Verse 14. And the princes of Moab rose up and they went unto Balak and said, Balaam refused to come with us. You see, when you just overcame the devil in this part of your life, the devil did not went home and went back to sleep. <laughs> he don't sleep. That's why our God don't sleep, so they will imitate God. He don't sleep neither. He came to Balak, they came to Balak, and they say, Balaam, don't want to come with us. And, and they, and, and Balaam, they said, Balaam refused to come with us. The message was clear at this moment. The message from God was clear at this moment. But watch the devil when he comes against your life one way, he's not going to stop there. You can even rebuke him there and send him down to hell. He goes down to hell in pain. But he's not going to stop coming against your life. Okay? Jesus fasted for forty days. He was tempted to the for the he was tempted by the devil at the end of those forty days. 
And the, after Jesus overcame the devil, the devil left. But he didn't stop there. He didn't stop there. That's why Jesus teaches us how to overcome the enemy. Who's going to come against you today, tomorrow, and the day after. Until he's locked up in hell, definitely. Verse 15. And Balak said, yet again, princes, more and more honorable than they. He says, more demon, more honorable, with more ability than the first, seeking a way to bring this man of God down. He's going to send other demon that will attack you in other ways in your life that they probably, they, brought, they probably brought you down years ago. But now you have gotten stronger and all that. And the devil say, you guys brought them down, brought her down, brought him down five years ago. Go ahead and bring them down again. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. But this is what the armor this is this is what the armor of God will protect you. This is what the Lord can keep you protected through his armor. But you know how to use your armor. Because here comes a demon against your life to bring your, you down, your family down, your relationship with your family down, your finance down. Oh, you you're really putting a resistance. And your finance, the devil is not even is not able to bring your finance down. You're still strong in your finance, and the devil immediately wants to try to get to your children, your teenager. Huh. Oh, she prays for that finance a lot, so I cannot bring her down there. But her sons, her daughter, they're not too close for God. I can bring her down to there. I can bring him down to there. You need to cover them with prayer. Cover them with the blood of Jesus. Put on them the armor of God, the hedge of protection. We need to look, that's why we need to dedicate one day to the armor. Because when we understand the armor, how to put on the armor of God, brother and sister, then, then, you understand that you can put it on yourself and on your children, your family. And when the devil comes against your life, once you have prayed for them, put on the armor, he can. He's blocked. I've seen this in the spiritual realm. Them trying to hit the armor because they cannot get through it. That's why I'm going to share one day on the armor so you understand. You can put it on your house. Other people don't even know this. You can put a extra protection on the home. The demon cannot get to the home. Just alone get to the home with a hedge of protection. They don't even know this. We've got to share all these things in one day, brothers and sisters. But we first got to, we got to learn how the devil is going to try to come against your life different ways. But you need to be prepared. You need to be strong in those ways. And the Lord will protect you. The Lord will protect you once you are praying. Are you listening? Once you are praying... Nasha, this is why you don't just pray for yourself. You got to take all your family individually and pray for them. Learn to pray for your family individually. Don't say, say, Lord, I just pray for all my family and I cover them with your blood. No. The Lord told me no. You see? You see, brothers, the Lord said no. 
Individually, my son. Individually. This is very important. This is very important because something happens when you do this individually, which is not the same. I didn't know this. I learned this. So I want to share these things with you. I want to continue tomorrow and explain even more so then we can learn about the armor, brothers and sisters. But I need to finish with this before because it's too much information. Still, we are yet in, in verse 15. Amen. And, and then we move on tomorrow from verse 15. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. And, man, what a blessing. Well, here's the latest prophecy. Brothers and sisters, I continue tomorrow with this. Thank you, Lord. I just want to come on here and do, do two dreams that I've had because um, I know it's been a while since I've been up here and I know that I only come up here when I have a dream that's really, really important to share. Um, I have had a dream a week ago about I was, I was outside and when I looked up in the sky, it was nighttime. I saw, first I saw all my family and some people that my family have known for years outside and uh, some other people were outside as well and we were all looking up to the sky and in the sky there was this bright shining light coming down from the sky it was like illuminated light just coming out of the sky and it was it looked like a star but it was just this bright ball of light just coming down from the sky and it got closer and closer and closer and the closer that it got people started like I saw my own family falling to the ground and bowing down, like worshiping this this being that was coming out of the sky. And I I remember at first I was getting happy. I'm like, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. And um, then all of a sudden, the closer I got, I was like, that ain't Jesus. I was like, that's not Jesus. I know that's not Jesus. I started feeling something in me that was not right. And the people that were bowing down, like, they were all looking at me like, how are you not bowing down? You, you've you been telling us about him coming all this time, and you're not bowing down. You're not, you're not, and I'm like, that's, that's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. And the closer it came down, it looked at me, and it got angry at me. Because first it was happy when it saw all the people bowing down. It got really happy, and then it noticed I was not bowing down to it. And it came closer to me, and it got right up to my face about here. And it was like, trying to attack me at my face and I kept saying you are not Jesus you're not Jesus I repeated it like four times to him three times I, you're not Jesus and it got madder and madder every time I got closer like when I kept saying that and then finally it, I woke up I didn't I didn't uh, have any more of that dream but that was it I just remember it getting really really mad and I woke up um we all know that there's going to be a false messiah, and people will worship it. And others that are, like it says in the Bible, even uh, possibly even the elect, if possible. And uh, so I know that that's what that dream was, that we are getting ready for this false messiah to show itself. Um, again, I had, that was last week, and today I had a dream this morning, and it was about, uh, I was... It was in New York City. I remember being in New York City. I was on the Empire State Building on the pointy thing that is up on the Empire State Building, and I was climbing down it. And I got down, and I started seeing all these military people. They were all, uh, what is it? It's, uh, they were all just looked like they, they were, 
uh, what is the word? I'm having a brain dud right now. They're bowing down to this person. They were they were just praising this person, basically. Um, I can't think of the word. I'm sure somebody's yelling at the screen. It's this. It's this. Um, but anyways, all these military people were really intrigued by this this person, and they were all in their stance, like how it was in Hitler's day, where everybody was praising Hitler, and that's how it was in where I was in my dream. And I saw I was like going through the crowds of all these people. It's like I didn't affect them when I was crawling through them, like like getting by them to get closer to see what they were all like uh, worshiping. And so finally I get to this big giant uh, stone chair. It was huge, huge giant chair. I literally felt tiny compared to this giant chair. And it was just made of stone, like this rock. And I saw under the chair, there was some reason I looked under the chair, and when I did, I saw something to do with the Pope and Obama. And then after I looked down under the chair and I looked back up, all of a sudden I saw this giant man, and it was Obama. And, uh... I woke up after I saw that. People were literally worshipping him. I, I woke up after I saw it. The first thing I felt in my spirit was that he has now stepped to a higher position, like a higher power. That's why the Lord was showing me him being so big. That's what I got in my spirit. So I really feel like he's about to step up into some higher position, something. Uh, that's that's what I had a dream of this morning. Um, so those have been my dreams of recently. So, yeah. So I hope everybody is blessed and everybody's having a wonderful and beautiful day in the Lord. And the Lord willing, I will be up here some other time, hopefully soon, with another dream video, if the Lord permits it. I love you all very much, and I hope everybody stays blessed. Bye. Are you serious? Are you serious, folks? It is 8.20 here in uh, California. We've just had a major, mega, mega, mega earthquake. 7.5 has just hit the Solomon Islands uh, about 29 minutes ago. Let me just tell you what's happening. Uh, the government agencies are reporting a 7.5 earthquake has hit the Solomon Islands, there is an estimated time of poten potential tsunamis. Uh, and here's where the tsunami waves are going to hit if they hit. Within the next six hours, actual arrival times could differ a little bit, but a tsunami uh, is possible, very possible, and the warnings are out. Santa Cruz Island, uh, it will hit you In, I'm looking for the time at 0301 UTC. Is that right, honey? There, uh, Solomon Islands, of course, Vanuatu, uh, all over the San, all over the Solomon Islands. There's a high potential opportunity for a tsunami and Vanuatu Islands, and Papua New Guinea, and also Marshall Islands. Um, 
Fiji Islands. So all of them, Australia, down down quite a ways from now, probably about five hours now, uh, Brisbane, Australia, and uh, New Zealand. All of you need to take uh, take precautions and to check your weather um, agencies within your countries, Indonesia, but really the Solomon Islands area and Vanuatu and uh, Papua New Guinea are really, really, you're right in this thing. 7.5 mega, mega earthquake has just hit uh, in the Solomon Islands. Now, we'll try to continue to focus on this as, as well as the raging wildfire that has burnt nearly 4,000 acres and 20 cars, five homes, and it's not, it's out of control. Hundreds of people, if not thousands of people, are stranded on the 15 inter, interstate, uh, 15th freeway, they call it, in San Bernardino, California. It is a complete mess there. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that. I've done two videos on that already, and we're still not over. And we will now keep an eye on the tsunami situations uh, that could be coming from this major, massive earthquake, apocalyptic events taking place tonight. So uh, stay with us right here on YouTube. We'll keep you up to speed. God bless. I'm telling you, the apocalyptic signs are everywhere. This place is about ready to blow. I'm telling you. Are you safe? We're running out of time. Hello, everyone. This is Frank Damar. Welcome to my YouTube channel. Again, I'd like to invite you to go over to my website where you can download my book today for free, the documentary on Bible prophecy and current events called The Last Chronicles of Planet Earth. Now, for those of you who have been coming to my website, you know that I keep up to date on the birds, the fish, and the animals that are dying off. Now, a couple of days ago, I left off on the 12th, and we're going to pick up on the new reports that just came in dealing with July the 13th, 2015 through July the 16th of 2015. If you want all of the reports, they're in my book, free download at my website. But today I'm going to be dealing with the issue of these turtles that are dying off as well as the sturgeon. Now for those of you who just found my website, I want to make sure that you understand that what I'm going to be showing is part of prophecy. The birds, the fish, and the animals dying off, we're told in Hosea, there's other scriptures, but I'm just going to deal with Hosea chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, and you'll see it in red. The Lord is revealing to us that the fowls of heaven, the fishes of the sea, of course the beasts of the field, they're going to be dying off, and we know from Mark 13, 8, but the Lord said that this last generation, we're going to see the birth pangs, and we're seeing the birth pangs of all of the signs. No one else has been privy to all of the signs taking place at the same time, except our generation. So what you're seeing as far as the beasts of the fields, the fowls of the heaven, and the fishes of the sea is part of a larger picture of complete prophecy. Now, the first one came from Trinidad, July 13th of 2015. And you'll see this is the article where they had these turtles that have died. And you can see in the, in the red there, the group is currently investigating the cause of the deaths. Now, I'm going to have the links in my book. 
And I'm also going to have the links at my website that you can download those links and you can read the entire article if you desire. But the bottom line is this, as I said in so many of my other updates, mystery. Again, trying to figure out what is killing the sea life. And in the USA, July the 16th of 2015, we see officials worried by mysterious deaths of the sturgeon. And again, the mysterious deaths of dozens of giant sturgeon, and you'll see the number there, more than 80 dead sturgeon that they found in this river in Oregon. So again, more reports coming in. Now, just as I gave you a couple days ago, and I've given you almost every other day, and sometimes almost every single day, I want to warn again that you're going to see more reports like this that deal with the mass deaths of birds, fish, and animals. Because we are, as I said, in the heart of the birth tanks, and things from here on in are going to get much worse. Now, just so you know the numbers, for example, in 